all the hands will take you on a journey just a piece at a time. Delve into the mystery and wonderment, we can blow your mind. Every question will be answered, nothing will be as it seems. At the turn of the page, you'll be amazed, you will cream your jeans. Over book club, oh. something's up. You know what? I I have a confession to make. The up until last week, I thought at the end of the song he was going over booked, so booked. <laughs> but he's saying so, so what? what? Yeah. But I thought he was saying overbooked, so, so booked, so booked. <laughs> cute i like that and now i kind of wish it was that yeah. <laughs> remix uh, we can yeah. just say it all the time so, so booked, booked. <laughs> so booked. we are so booked right now and that is true <laughs> which is why we didn't have time to read this book uh oh, oh we're in i guess we're in it we're felt it felt like yeah, it right. felt like we're in okay uh i'm alicia and i'm jinx and maddie was here hi guys and you are listening to overbooked a comedy podcast for people who want to read but don't have time right hmm. It's like the ideal book club for people who don't want to talk to anyone or, or read. participate. Yeah. Or <laughs> wear pants. Wear pants. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. that's an important part it of our really, belief system. I mean, for me, yeah. it's a it's a tenant. Also, Stephen's here. Stephen is also here. Stephen is going to be contributing to our conversation today. Which Hello. is why I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> you don't have Stephen's to. It's here. fine. <laughs> oh. I've never worn pants to this podcast. I mean, to get comfy. <laughs> and why He's would you? He's in his contract. <laughs> it is. Oh, well, we're here and uh, we are not reading. Not reading at all. What book did we not read? Oh, we're jumping right into it? Did yeah. anyone read anything out? Did anyone oh, read did anything? I read anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there it is. What, what book didn't we read this week? Uh, the book we didn't read this week is called who, Who Stole, stole feminism? feminism? That's the one. And I love a mystery. So that's <laughs> great. <laughs> that's, who Stole Feminism? It's a real who, done who wrote it? it? Let's see. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm I looking. don't remember her. Something Summers. Christina? It wasn't Suzanne Summers. I no, know that it was much. Christina Summers. Scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Scro- uh, Christina Hoff Summers. Mm. Oh. Christina Hoff Summers. I like a good hyphenate. Well, what's interesting sure. is that you wouldn't think that this particular author would go for the hyphenate. Yeah, right. Maybe she did that as like a, you know, like, I see, I know what I'm talking about. The old nudge, nudge. She, yeah. yeah. Well, what's the book about? I, uh, okay. I have not read this book. I don't know anything about this book as per usual. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Jinx, I have read this book. I read this book about what, like probably 20 years ago. Yeah. That seems right. Mm-hmm. 15 20 years ago and i loved it at the time i thought it was just groundbreaking at the also, time at the time i knew nothing <laughs> so at it, all it and you were a oh, republican yeah i was a hardcore republican at which the time. when i learned that about you mm-hmm. I, me too 
I mean, the moment I realized it, I was like, what have I done? Oh, my God. I was speechless. Yeah. This was a sort of anti-feminist book. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. I will tell. I will talk to you now in my brain at the time. Okay. Okay. In my brain at the time, uh, being Republican and conservatism works out real well on paper. I don't know if you've ever done the math, but it really works out. Oh, because they win everything. Yeah, and <laughs> you, uh, you know, if you're studying economics per se, it all fits right in there with all the theories and all the things you're taught. You're like, yes, if we just operate this way, everything comes out perfectly. But you're right. not taking into account actual world, right? <laughs> in any way, actual human, right? Uh, right. Actual human interactions and yes. how people work, Mercury and retrograde right. and all that. Yeah, exactly. And so at the time, I was. Very, you know, I was really young. I was like 19 or 20. And so I was still on my parents' insurance and had right, my rent right. paid for, <laughs> you know, and all that stuff. Oh, and boy. boy, was I going to college and learning how the world should work. So mm. at the time, it made a lot of sense. Right. So, okay. So you picked up this book. So I picked up this book and it, the main gist of this book is that feminists, as, as we know them, okay. don't exist. That feminists are uber radical. Okay like crazy women who are just trying to ruin the whole thing by saying that we're enemies with men and that we're constantly being oppressed and victimized by men, but we're not, we're strong. We're stronger than that. See, this is where they get you. Okay. Is, oh, is no women. You're stronger crafty. than that. You don't, you're not, you're not fighting with men. You're, you have this figured out and you have chosen, like you were the greater, the, the better version here. So you've chosen to be, you know, I don't know, a mom, stay home with your kids you know those traditional roles are there for a reason because they're powerful and you chose them well and i was in real deep sneaky i i don't totally disagree with that really mostly i i get because i am a mother and i was a stay-at-home mom for sure you know but but Most. you don't think that pe that people who don't choose what you oh, choose no, 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 are no, no, crazy no. radicals who no, are trying no, to put you no, out no, war no, with no, men. not at all, not right. at all, not right. at all. But I will I will <clears throat> argue that be choosing to to or being able to choose I guess checking my privilege, right. uh, being able to choose to stay home and and be a stay at home mom, I don't feel like made me less of a feminist. No. Totally not. And that's not what I'm saying by being like it about this book right. at all. Because I think that's that it that's feminism totally. Sure. You can whatever. But it's the know. part of the book where they're like everyone else yeah, is a real like, bitch. Yeah. Those people are watch out for them. lunatics. They're yeah. out there burning their bras. And the, and the message <clears throat> isn't choose what you want. The message is this what this is what you should do. Okay. This is the right thing to do. Oh. And the values and the so was there sort of like a light bulb aha moment for you where you were just like, wait a second, I'm getting some wool pulled over my eyes over here. Yeah. It was when I lost my insurance for my parents <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Like that was like the year after that was when I was like, now hold on, wait a minute. I don't have insurance anymore. How could I, how does this, oh, if everyone paid, oh, <laughs> like it just it's so stupid it's super embarrassing that's but, so interesting I mean I but it because, makes me really understand those people like they think that they are thinking about it right they're well, not they're you know, not just idiots well, they just they, they really say think it. it's upper middle class and middle class white families not the poor that put Trump in office it, it's not like I can you know uneducated I can, people did right. it I, yeah I can see that oh right. I find that so fascinating 
I had and, a really bad, thought, stupid view of it before. And I was all in. Like, I was like, if people can't afford to feed themselves, then that is a part of the economic and human experience. And that's just too When bad. did you start to clue into the fact? Because I, I, I don't think 20 years ago when you graduated uh, you know, college. From elementary school? Well, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> that the Republican Party was at that time. I mean, I think no, they are I so joined... clearly the villains now against women. But, right. you know, it's actually anti-feminist to be on that side of things because outside of, you know, railing against abortion, how, do, how does the other side, how does the red team, how do the Republicans actually support women past... I, I, at all. But Forget I, it. I mean, just at all. So for, I joined my like Democrat, like the club or Democrat, Republican club in our county. You know how you young know, Republicans? Every, oh, yeah, the young. No. When I was 11 Oh my years gosh. Old. What was the wardrobe for that even? Oh my God. I had a briefcase <laughs> in the sixth grade and I'm not even kidding. That's true. Oh, this that's is true. Totally and the true. hair? Oh You no. don't even want to know. Listen. Girl. Leave it out. It's also hateful. It's so, but at the time, vest, like I, that was like I, I was straight out a working girl. You guys, like yeah. I was a strong, Let powerful woman in my blazer in the fifth grade. <laughs> <I was really laughs> good and my, and so like in that group, it, there were like all these women in our local Republican, you know, scene. Who I was like, these are these are strong women. I want to be like them. Oh heavens! So that's when it started, and then Alex P. Keaton. Sure. And who could resist? Sure. And then Listen. college, and then economics, and then I was like, ah, oh, it's all math. And that's, <laughs> so that's where that's where I got screwed. Yeah. Man. And then it took me until now, like we had this moment together, to realize that we actually. You and Alicia. Yeah. To, I'm pointing at Alicia, right? <laughs> um, not a visual medium. That right. we actually. <laughs> didn't really understand how much of like patriarchy or any of this business had affected us truly yeah until the last few few years okay yeah. because we are ladies of a certain age right 29 and <laughs> 52 i i feel like part of part of the ask of our generation of females was that you go along to get along we need to get yes. you stealthily into mm -hmm. positions of leadership and you need to overachieve. You need to yep. overachieve right. and you need to not rock the boat here or you're going to get zero access. Right. Be one of the boys over. Fly under the radar. Do right. Work. And I work feel like the, like the millennial, the, the younger, uh, the millennials and the generation Zers, uh, you know, I, I feel like they really bring down a very punishing point of view on you on your generation of women because they say how could you possibly have gone along with all of that bs for so long look at us because you know we're the ones fighting yeah it was brand new because we really. had to and good and good good <laughs> for the youths yeah you great. know you're, you're welcome i guess but also I mean, I mean good for you for like making more noise it was time yeah. it was time to like turn the but microphone up a little like bit but i feel like you girls and, like you know it was you guys who did carry that torch that next step and i don't understand right there was definitely a separate step that was like our age of people who came after the women's movement but who still had to like smile and play along when you our, did when our dad's friends slapped us on the ass or right whatever. right because that's right. you know okay but hey you know <laughs> I mean, this is a whole separate topic. The, the difference is when it would happen to us versus our mothers, right? Mm -hmm. Like the the old men would slap our mothers on the ass, yes. and they would be like hee hee and like sit on their lap, right? Right? right. They didn't like it, but but they did. They yeah. did slap us on the ass, and we're like. <laughs> 
Hey, that's not appropriate. <laughs> Stop ha, it. Ha. One more step forward. I'm sorry. And then you went and I'm told sorry all your I friends. got in your way. Yeah. But then you went and told all your friends, hey, that dude over there, stay away from him. Right. And yep. that's something our yep. mothers and grandmothers didn't. But the, well, but the women did, now, but somebody slaps them on the ass, they'd turn around and punch them in the face. And yeah. good for them. Yeah. And good for them. Yeah. But I feel like that, that interim step was absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. I don't like when, you know, certain again it's just that sort of punishing way where these younger people will say well you didn't do enough at the time to move it forward enough and now we're in this situation well nobody's ever said that to me but i kind of i kind of feel it's a little bit in the in the social media and and that's the the grossest place to go you know trolling for this stuff but i you know i myself have been served a couple of times with Mm. the misogyny bat and i I, I'm fine. You know what, sir? If we want to have a, for some misogyny. If you, you want to talk game. about the level of piece of crap I am, I welcome this discussion. I've got, oh. I've got a few on me that you don't even know. That's not what this is about. But, <laughs> but, but, what, but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that, like, it just seems to be like every generation gets served by the one that comes after them, and I feel like that's happening to us now. Sure. And one day these millennials are going to get served by the generation that's coming after them. And on that day, it's, I'm gonna, it's and happening. And I'm going to, yeah. yes, because they're so mean about their lesson t- teaching, which I'm all for the lesson, but don't yell at me. I'm going to look them in the eye and I'm going to say, you know what? You're just as big a piece of crap as I am. Welcome to the club. <laughs> and that's He's my two cents. <laughs> I always no, get, I get so it. fired up. But see, that's the thing. The thing that makes me the most frustrated with people that age, exactly, is that that they. I know from our experience that they, they absolutely do not know how they have been affected. Like it took us this long to realize that we were trained a certain way and mm-hmm. that we grew up in a culture that that forced us to behave a way that we thought was our genuine personalities. And now at this age, we realize, nope, that was all training that we had yeah. been taught. And who the fuck am I? Mm-hmm. And that took us this long. So someone who's 22 is going to tell me what they know about it. I'm going to be like, you're still in the thing. You don't. Well, you don't even know what's happening. That's true. But also, I feel like it's important to to listen to them a little bit because they're probably, they'll teach us sure. some stuff that we don't know. Sure, I'll listen. Sure. I'm talking about once the once the pushback occurs. Okay. I, <laughs> I said this to, uh, Stephen gave me a ride to the studio today. And I said this to him on the way over. I said, you know, what's really great about stand-up comedy is that, like, it's really helped me go in and, and, and suss out oh, yeah. where I've gotten this sort of sexism. It's It's kind of welded itself into my coding. Mm-hmm. And I've got to reprogram the coding. The coding isn't me. I just adopted it because it was part of the culture. Mm-hmm. And it's insidious. It's all over. It's all inside in, in weird places. And I find like, you know, latent racism and kind of weird internalized homophobia. And oh, there's misogyny in that corner. What are you talking about? And, you know, but I, I welcome the challenge of it. It's just really hard to hear sometimes from people who are so grumpy. <laughs> so grumpy and i'm like i i know what's i know mean when i see it <laughs> yeah I, I appreciate that i'm able to say things to you sometimes like you'll give me a perspective on something or something you think and i'll be able to say well yeah but that's because you're a man i and, say and you, you totally say yeah but you're totally but like, you're like Fair. oh okay that's true oh i love it yeah. we were talking to a person not very long ago um and it was jinx and i and th- and three men mm-hmm. and the three men were all after the conversation was over. Oh my gosh, we really like that guy. And Jinx and I were both like, "Really? Because 
He was super creepy and was looking down our shirts the whole time. Like he was. was and I, was I one of the three? No, 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 oh, no. Because no. you were you were looking at me as you were no. telling the story, and I was, was like, I don't, enough. I'm I don't just, remember this I'm just at all. Ta- no, I'm just talking to you because <laughs> you don't know the story. <laughs> he was creepy enough okay, that I on. didn't want to be in the same place with him much longer. Yeah, but the three but men they, that they were didn't there notice did it not at notice. all. Wow. And we were able, and they were like, "That's weird. We didn't pick up on that at all." And we were like, "That's because you're men." And you guys totally understood and respected it. Yeah, and we're like, oh, it never occurred to me that, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Yeah, that's stuff I want to know. Me too. Oh, Oh, I love it. Especially because I can then look at their behavior and turn it back on myself and be like, well, do I do any of those things? Yeah. And then if I do, then I can be like, well, I shouldn't do that because that's creepy. I should have started it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That and also, you know, tuning your own radar to be like, I don't want this person around me or my wife or my children. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, Absolutely. yeah. So that's, I think, yeah, listen, listen to women when they tell you. Yeah, if that, a woman that you trust is like, do not, you should listen to them probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we're real, real good at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good, uh, like, radar for shitheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, before the show, we were talking a little bit about this, and uh, Jinx asked me about the sort of misogyny in the gay community, mm. which uh, I, I don't know. I, I think. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Is the misogyny in the gay community the reason why there's the quote unquote feud between like gay men and lesbians? No, that's different. Lesbians okay, are yeah. just terrible people. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I, so I, now we got just kidding. Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> Renee Brown, Brown, and all lesbians. And all the lesbians. Great. Great. Okay, great. No, I'm, I'm so kidding. No, I, um, it's really complicated, I think, with the misogyny thing in gay men. First of all, gay men of my generation tend to be a little suspicious of their own effeminacy. And what I mean by that is they're they're afraid of their female side. You know, we have a very weird relationship to it because it's that effeminacy that got us into the most trouble because Mm -hmm. our effeminacy was just as threatening to patriarchy, the patriarchy, as I think your femininity is in in a lot of ways. There's there's a parallel there. Sure. And I think the misogyny doesn't come so much because, you know, gay men think they're better than women. No, gay men and women have always enjoyed a very... uh, it's an important relationship just even developmentally for how we're going to move into partner relationships after our comfortable, you know, um, fag hag relationship. (laughs) If I may, I think it has to do with a little bit of self hate for our own feminine side. Hmm. And it's misconstrued. I think a little bit as being, classic misogyny ours is a very uh, fun uh self-hating kind of misogyny yes (laughs) may i counterpoint Uh. oh ma'am yes i have a firm counterpoint on this i love this um i feel that it is not pervasive it's not everywhere it's not every gay man obviously sorry but there is a definite a definite like palpable uh gay misogyny like in in a space that is mostly gay men um there is a definite like things will be said to you about how you're a less than and you don't belong there and Mm. you're treated as if your body parts are gross you're Mm. told your body parts are gross 
Um, if anyone mentions a vagina, everyone freaks out <laughs> and makes crazy noises about it. Hmm. L- specific, like literally crazy noises. Ah. And then, I've, I've seen that. And then um, also that, yeah. there's a lot of un- like unwelcome touching constantly. Like oh. if I am in a majority, like mostly gay male space, mm-hmm. I will be way more like grabbed and fondled and pressed up against things and shoved around than if I was in a straight male space. Yeah, your boobs are way more sure. likely to be touched. And, yeah. And, <laughs> and in that space, like in a normal like space of mixed people or like, you know, you yeah, would no be able to be like, hey, fuck off, don't touch, you know. But in that space, for some reason, when you do that, you are not respected and you're made fun of for it. And it continues more because you protested. So you just don't. Yeah, this that's interesting. interesting. I I because right. I'm gonna, because yeah. I can, I'm gonna, I want to counter that. There's not even a counter. Counter, <laughs> counter, counter. <laughs> it's not really rebuttal. even a counter. It's not, it's not a rebuttal, rebuttal at all. Okay. I agree. Because <laughs> I've, I've had the same experience with my straight girlfriends. After they found out that I was gay, it got way like, are you sure? And I was just constantly touched. And oh, then in the they're past, like trying to change your it. mind. They're yeah. trying to change their clothes mm-hmm. in front of you and stuff. Just yeah. to see. Oh God. Because yeah. <laughs> they all can be naked in front of you, so now they yes. want to. <laughs> Which I'm fine with. I'm I'm so fine with, but like it, the, it's not like we have consent or not consent, and I'm trying to be cool and European about bodies. I'm like, ah, naked. Woohoo, yeah, go get it. <laughs> but it's still <laughs> weird. But it lately what it's been is more straight men are physically demonstrative with me, oh. which is a new twist on an old favorite. And I don't know, <laughs> but would you call that, it's not even homophobia, uh, you know. I don't know. No, I think that's what just, I, call I that? think that's just poor boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, like, if I've ever squicked out about girls' body parts, mm-hmm. Can I just say, I only ever did it because it was funny. If I felt it was going to be funny, I would do it for a laugh. But I didn't really think, I don't really think vaginas are any grosser than, you know. No, but that's the same reason Harry that B-holes. people like say they tell <laughs> racist jokes. It's like, well, I just made my friends laugh. I mean, I don't really believe it. It's just Got funny. It. Yeah. You know, and it's, Got and it. I'm not saying, I'm not saying like, oh, you're, you're you that person stop. that you are that. I'm not saying you're that, but I think that's the justification. Like that's the that's kind of the mentality of when that happens. Cause of course everyone else is doing it. You kind of need a little currency in that community as a gay person. This, but I, I don't really hang out with a lot of gay guys, but this is in front of my female friends that I'll squick out about their body parts oh, as a think, joke. Mm, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I don't yeah. do it to, you know, really gain right. any sort of favor with anybody. Yeah. I don't think anyone does intentionally. Got it. I think that's just kind huh. of a, interesting. I've never thought about, I've never thought about that. Me either. Yeah. That's a, apparently I mean, maybe it's maybe it's real big boobs. I don't know. If that's the. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I've never thought about it. You, you're giving me you're right. side eye. I'm I'm all like nervous now. No, no, you're you're right. I just well, I just think it's well, interesting. If, if the side eye fits, I mean. <laughs> I, I'm not chiming in because we all know that straight white guys are the worst offenders of everything. So I'm just going to uh, hide over here. No, I'm, I'm, curious, I'm really curious I'm about your perspective. Here. This is, yeah, I'm super glad you're here. I think that yeah. this is, I think this is a really dynamic panel. <laughs> oh, I do too. <laughs> I love you. a dynamic panel. I'm actually panel. really glad Stephen's here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. 
I like a dynamic panel. You're right. <laughs> Did you just title a new podcast? Dynamic, dynamic panel. panel. <laughs> and then we all have like superhero costumes we wear when we oh, come in. Oh, that's great. And we can, we can never record because we can't ever find enough people <laughs> no. to be there. No one's dynamic enough. <laughs> um, oh. oh, wait. Oh, oh, but you were just talking about, and I thought that was really interesting because we were talking about the other day about the, the fag-hag relationship. Yeah. Um, which I will freely use that word. If everyone's okay with that out there, I'm going to use it because that's the term. Should we call it the will and grace principle? <laughs> the will and grace principle? No, we should just call it what it is. And yeah. also RuPaul said this really great thing about being politically correct. And he said, it's in, it's, it's, you know, you know it when you see it, meaning somebody can say something and it's not in their heart that they are really one, one way or another. It's, you know when someone's trying when to put you really in your place. It. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so I, I I don't have a problem with this word. We were talking the other day about how um, ki- like a lot of gay teen boys are coming out earlier and earlier. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they're kind of skipping the fag hag your first hag phase, which I think is incredibly important for both of those people. Like, especially the stereotypical fag hag of, like, the awkward kind of chubby girl who, you know, has the gay best friend. Those two people need each other so badly because they learn how to have a respectable relationship with each other without Mm. sex being involved at all. Mm -hmm. And they learn to see why the other one is important and beautiful without sex even being involved in the most like highly charged sexual times of their lives yeah no it's absolutely fascinating absolutely. there's always like, completely losing it and tell me if i'm wrong about millennials this. are killing it but your first your first your first will and grace relationship mm-hmm. uh is for the for at least every every woman i know um the, the also probably like your first sort of heartbreak where you realize like oh this is never gonna happen he's super gay okay right. this is not oh this yeah so for like, me i right? had a real tough yeah. breakup did in, you after college w- were you dating no like might like as a well it was a completely boundaryless relationship um, and we were clinging to each other for dear life right but uh, i was never gonna fulfill that role for her and she was never gonna fulfill that role for me and so, like, and it you, was difficult, very tough. Did you stay friends, or you just had to break up? Like, we had to break up for a while. We, we didn't yeah. speak for about three or four years. Are you friends now? Uh, no, but for different reasons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was it the type of thing where you both wanted it to happen, but you knew it couldn't happen? Like, you no. were maybe okay. We were just in it. Gotcha. It it got it. You know, we both needed a really solid partner to get through those years and that's just who we were for each other it just was any other friendship and then one day i think we both kind of waked up and woke up and realized okay whoa uh we are we are doing this is for all intents without the sex this is what we are to each other this is who we are to each other was she chubby she was six one or six two nice and uh (laughs) proportional but okay but but you know she was a big girl. She, yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes. Because I think, I think that's part of it, too, is I think that, like, both gay teenage boys and big teenage girls, they've been treated the same way. They've been treated like the boys are treated like they're, they're too feminine and the girls are too masculine for everyone. Like, they've right. had the same bully treatment, so they bond really well. And they also, like, that's a whole thing to have someone love you, even though your physical appearance or your outside mm-hmm. doesn't match. Yeah. And I think it really gives them both confidence they wouldn't have otherwise. 
Yeah. Yeah. I had, I've, I've had really poor body issues. I, I think I do share that with a lot of my female friends. I've had mm-hmm. eating disorders, uh, because, you know, we both had to be attractive to guys and guys are just to pass. Just yeah. To get through mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think the gay community is, that's a really hard reality. Although that being said, it's a certain part of the gay community because of course, you know, bears made big, beautiful for us, mm-hmm. you know, and that started to become a real thing. I think lesbians have also been really body positive for a lot longer than it was fashionable to be body positive. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. b- by the way, lesbians also led the fight um, on on a lot of our civil rights, uh, especially gay marriage. Yeah. And I mean, they got their shit together. <laughs> no, but, ladies, I, they're I, women. but I, yeah, so, <laughs> but it's, but it's incredible to me that at the beginning of the movement, the gay guys did not want the lesbians in on our rallies and our marches. Right. There was a rivalry. There was a sort of like, you're not perverted in the way that we're perverted and your perversion's way stupider and not worthy. <laughs> and I think there Ours was a lot real. of misogyny there. <laughs> But I got to say, to the great credit of our community, we got it together and we marched forward together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I get it. I can see. Like, there's, in in general, there's a lot less glitter in the lesbian community. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> a lot if more you're, flannel. If you're just looking for a party, Gacky. Right. gay men, if you're looking for like a holistic life experience. <laughs> <laughs> These are gross generalizations. I have a question gross, about, gross generalizations. I have a question but, about your gay best friend. Okay. Um, did your gay best friend, were you someone who was like heartbroken by your gay best friend? Or did you know the whole time mm. and it was just kind of, you were just riding it out? Ah. Yeah. I will say, uh, I say I say it like you have one. I sure, I'm sure there's multiples. Just pick one. Right. But, but, but yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking uh, we're going to we're talking specifically about Lucas here just so we're on, oh, this, okay. on the same page. <laughs> right. Lucas, you, you'll hear this. Who's you know, Lucas? I don't know Lucas. It's your gay best friend. Yeah. To so this day. Oh, Lucas is like Lucas is like my brother. Lucas moved into my house when I moved out. He just like took over my bedroom. Got it. Like okay. we've, he, we've just been best friends for a long, long time. Um, and I think I think it didn't take very long before I knew. But, you know, at first it was like, oh. Lucas mm-hmm. and then so it wasn't like tragic heartbreak or anything like that but it was still like oh, damn right we're perfect for each other. My, this would be- mild disappointment <laughs> right oh. more than mild oh, okay. but but more for the plan yeah than the actual thing just like it was right. just mostly just like the but we oh, harmonize shattered. so well and our children would be God. beautiful yeah. you should see us <laughs> pull off like a like a triple axel yeah our house would be so cute (laughs) yeah Stephen, did you ever have a a, a gay guy come out to you or um have a romantic uh inclination toward you uh i don't think so not that not that i ever picked up on Mm -hmm. Um, gonna get so much fan mail (laughs) (laughs) i doubt it i i was uh not misogynistic in like middle school and uh, high school i think but uh, i was but i i mean not like a- as bad as like maybe some other people like growing up in like around like mormons <laughs> <laughs> and stuff they're not well known for their sexual equality you know right. so uh i mean obviously there's some of that that's in there that's been like washed away since then but 
I also was very, very into punk rock. And so, uh, it, which is a very male centric medium, yeah. you know, yeah. and subgenre of music and life quote unquote lifestyles. Right. <laughs> uh, so ah, the I, don't, lifestyle. I don't know that I would have been very approachable by mm, somebody right. um, that was outside of that circle. Cause I was like punk, the punk rock kids are my people. And then I looked around like in my late teens and I was like, we're all the exact the fucking same. same. <laughs> Did you a different shirt? <laughs> Did you have any platonic female friends? Tons, up? tons, t- a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Was oh, that more common that. for your generation? Cause I mean, I know for us, like it was pretty divided when I played with girls, that was just so it, that was the talk of the town. Literally. When you were how old? This was uh, five, six, seven, eight years old. Yeah, okay. In the early 80s. I want to say 83, 84, 85. Right. Yeah. That seems right. Yeah. Well, we all kind of took turns having crushes on people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there we had our platonic girlfriends, but at least one person in our group of friends probably had a crush on at least one or two of them at any given at any moment. given moment. <laughs> just like yeah. just rotate them around. Just yeah. like the doors on Clue. Like uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they were platonic, but I, I feel like I probably had a crush on most of the fr- girls that I was friends with, at least for at some a, point. A, por- a point. Mm. But yeah. yeah. Then okay. I would realize that it, it was it was she wasn't interested, and I would just try my hand with somebody else. <laughs> wow, would swing in second grade. But, uh, <laughs> I would be cool. Uh, this is more like high school. Oh, okay. oh yeah, um, sure. But, so, but I, did, they, I would like remain friends with them yeah. after I realized that like it wasn't But if, But before romantic. high school, like elementary school, did you have platonic female friends that you hung out with and like talked to every day? Uh, also in elementary school, I was a little bit of a horn dog. So I, just, I wanted to have a girlfriend very badly. Really? Yeah. By like, I think by second grade, I was like, man, I need to settle down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I always wanted I a girlfriend. It. I think the first time I ever made out with a girl, I was maybe like six. Wow. Made I, out. Yeah. I mean, I think that's called more like just experimenting. I don't even know if that's. But you I, know? but I wanted it to happen. Sure. Like I knew what it was, and <laughs> You're I wanted it. You're a man of science. Happen. I get yes. it. <laughs> you were also God. like 20 when you got married, or something, right? Uh, I was 27. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, never mind. Mm-mm. Okay. But I've been with my wife for a long time. That's but true. And I, I really wanted to have a girlfriend really bad. <laughs> like as soon as I got to school, I had uh. crushes on girls right away, and Aww. was into so. Uh, that's adorable. I, I, I was friends with a lot of girls, but I also had crushes on a lot of girls too. But yeah. you had you had your eye on the prize. Yes. Like, <laughs> Very much so. Put a ring on it. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. <laughs> so. Um, okay, wait. Now hold on here. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, did I derail us? No, no. I was just trying to okay. remember where we started. I'm trying to remember if we're trying to go back. Oh, because I had a question for you in the very beginning when you said that you didn't necessarily disagree with oh. the thing but i think we already ironed that out about choices I think, okay i think we did yeah i don't feel yeah okay um i wanted to talk a little bit because uh-huh. we, we were sort of discussing this the other day about the me too movement mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and how interesting that was because we didn't realize until that happened how hard it was going to be to talk about yeah i found that those few days were just so 
I just felt it in the air when everybody on social media, mm-hmm. women that I had been friends with for decades, literally, started putting this up. And I didn't realize that we'd never really talked about. Talked about it. Talked about it. Talked about what their everyday experience of life was. We had taken, I had taken it for granted in such a way. And I consider myself, all my best friends are women, always have been my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't believe that I didn't know about it. And I was like, was I not a clearing for this? Was I? No, nobody, nobody. knew about and it. And that's like, we that's didn't even talk thing. about it with each other. No. Until, until women, and, women, yeah. what? No, what? until that <laughs> happened. It was like, and it happened right in the middle of like a lot of that was going on. Like the thing I was talking about, Alicia and I realizing like, oh my God, we really have been a part of this whole thing was about that time right. when so much I can't was happening. People don't talk about that more. To no. anybody. To anyone, not themselves even. But even that, those you, few you days don't. when that was happening, I remember it just yeah. like, but no, but it was every an awakening. Woman, and that's every woman why. you saw who put that up there had an entire crisis about it like they weren't just like yeah it wasn't just like that was easy to type there no was. i sat there with my fingers on that keyboard because yeah. it was like it. i couldn't believe it i, I don't i've never talked about this and if i t- type I these letters gonna somebody's have... going to ask me about it and am i prepared to talk about it do also, i want to type talk? these letters then that means it's real and i can't just pretend like that's not important or that's not yeah. a part of my life or right? something which was mm-hmm. what everyone was doing and your family's going to see it. Yeah, your family and your family. family, family questions. Yeah. yeah, you know. I think, you know, with, with us gay guys, like, especially in the 80s and 90s, putting your hand on another guy who was not straight, or sorry, who was not gay, a straight man, I mean, that could get you in some serious physical Oh, yeah, murdered. Trouble. So we didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I didn't no. do that as a matter of practice, but I just didn't understand how often that was happening and and to the like to the degree it's one thing to cop a feel off a guy if you're like giving him a hug or whatever and you're like you know <laughs> that's one thing to understand the level of you know you know the physical assaults that have been happening and and how pervasive it is mind numbing i it, it literally took my breath away and i and i just i i i speechless mm-hmm. for days and i remember it just it felt like something, a, a dam had broken for women. And it did. I was it totally just did. like, this is historic. This is so historic. And, this, and I'll in, tell in, you in something this, else. Western civilization. I, it ha- I have not been groped since then. Stop. Have you? Yes. Uh, what? <laughs> yes, you have. Oh, no. You have. You just also there's a certain percentage of groping not, that you just don't. I'm not saying. I'm not like, saying. You're just like, like, oh, okay. Nobody's said anything not. shitty to me, or you know. Yeah. But no, I haven't been manhandled. I don't think. I bet you have, and it just goes right out because that's the norm. The norm. I don't it know. It happens. I mean, I noticed a shift. There's just sure. no way. There's that's been so long. <laughs> I, I don't just know. don't believe. I it. noticed a shift, and I, I don't. I don't. I, no, I noticed a shift in how I dealt with it. I noticed a shift in how I wouldn't let it get to a point where that happened because I would already have been like, back the fuck up. Right. And I didn't do that before. That's true. So I think that has made a difference for sure. I have seen you be very, Jinx, I have seen you be very, um, uh, you've held your boundaries pretty, pretty tight. And yeah, I, I get pretty irate about it. <laughs> well, that's fucking cool. Uh, yeah. Eh. I, 
lot of people don't like it. As it well, turns fuck out. them. <laughs> no, but it gives me a certain kind of permission for me to kind of hold my boundaries too. Yeah. And I, I've, I've been watching you through side eyes do it, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> well, now that's a, a skill worth. Uh... Oh, Matteo Sally Fourth Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. you notice too, like if you've seen that happen in person, you notice that without it being said, the person that it's happening with hmm. inevitably says something that's the equivalent of like, well, down. you don't have to get so <laughs> yeah. crazy about it. And you're just like, so it, it's always like, I'm just branded as the, as the person well, of course you're going to say that <laughs> instead of anyone actually listening for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of upsetting, but you know, no, I, we, yeah, we've definitely, we've definitely gotten bitchier. Disagree. That's because it's funny to me. Like if you say to a man, what you just said feels sexist to me, right? They will say, well, I don't think so. I I don't think so. Um, no, no. And you're just like, okay. Okay. Well, (laughs) that was a productive conversation. Thank you very much. I I like to ask questions. Yes, you do. And I appreciate that about you a lot. Thank you very much. It it has served me well in those types of conversations because if somebody brings up something that I've said or done that maybe wasn't cool, uh, I want to be like, well, why wasn't that cool? explain to me yeah. what yeah. was it because obviously i thought it was okay because right. i did it or i said it but you're telling me it's not so why do you think that mm-hmm. and i i want to hear what you have to say and i, yeah. I want to listen because they don't, they don't expect you to agree like i wouldn't expect you to agree with me at the end of that if i explained why i would just just the fact that you listened just the fact that you asked that you asked and <laughs> listened that's all that matters like you don't have to be like yeah you're totally right it's fine well, th- yeah, I think. I mean, it would be better if you <laughs> sure. I mean, that's great. <laughs> but th- I think, yeah, just asking people questions and trying to hear their perspective on something because yeah. I don't know anything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. There's so much that I don't know. So why would I shut myself off from new information that, that could, could potentially make my life better? Yeah. Yeah. Can I can I say why I've been resistant to it? Yes. I I came out in 1994, and back then, like you know, it was so important for straight people in your sphere. This is how it was put to us by the older gays, and you know, at dance clubs, but also at the gay organization on campus at my college. You have to come out, and you have to tell them your story. You have to tell them who you are, and you're responsible for all of the straights in your sphere. Mm -hmm. And it cost me. It cost me my my comfort, my dignity. Uh, in some cases, my emotional safety, if not my physical safety, but I did it. And what was so difficult about it was defending my effeminacy mm-hmm. and saying that this was a normal, healthy expression of my identity. Right. And so I think when I have been called out for saying something sexist or being misogynistic in some way, it, it seems to negate all of that work. And I take it really super personally. And I know not to do that now because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not like a super, like, you know, super triple A grade A offender, but uh, it's been really hard, I think, for me uh, to, to be with some of that conversation. And I know better in my head, 
but my heart is another matter. And mm-hmm. I think it's well, because yeah, of that, that road entirely. It's just hard to separate it. Absolutely. Yeah. But I can imagine that straight guys have a, I don't know if it's a similar thing, but I know that, that I've seen a lot of resistance. <laughs> Holy cow. And I thought I was bad, but I, but even I've seen it with you girls when we've had certain discussions with people in our mm-hmm. sphere. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing, too, is like just being around us, like just like you have Mm -hmm. being around us all day for an extended period of time. Like Mm -hmm. it's almost like you're a human documentary camera. (laughs) Just seeing like how often that happens in in our sphere of what we do. Yes. It's it's strange to step back and look at that like through your eyes because I I I take it for granted that everyone realizes. But again, you know, I come from L.A., so like everybody there's like you know social justice 101 you just take that when you get you know into the city right (laughs) (laughs) but out here you guys here's your pamphlet Mm -hmm. you know we're in a red state and though we're in a little blue dot in a little blue bubble in that red state yeah Mm -hmm. still creeps in oh yeah and it's a whole different level of frontline fighting that you girls are doing and so blatant. It's not like subtle stuff. It's like people literally just like walking past you and skipping you, shaking your hands, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I, I, and I find myself like really sort of conflicted as to how to get in there. And I, and I, we had this discussion after a talk that we had with a mutual acquaintance. Uh-huh. And I said, I think I was trying to play the diplomat mm-hmm. and sort of b- bring a, a more sort of, peaceful end to this conflict when maybe I should have stood for you unambiguously. That's the thing that we've had. I think both of us have Mm -hmm. just learned also to not do that though. We've, we've been diplomats the whole time. Yeah. And that's, so that's new. I think that's a new thing where everyone's kind of learning to just be like, no, no, it's okay for me to not keep the peace here. And that's, that's hard for me. It's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm practicing it, uh, and it makes me a little squidgy because I don't. It doesn't always work out the way I think it's going to, and then I feel bad, and I usually end up pulling back a little. And that's, that's and part that's of part of the thing. That's yeah. part of the problem. Is like, there it is. I have to make sure going in that I'm like you're prepared when, to not. Yeah, back that down. I'm prepared to not get to that point where I'm like, well. No, I've just been a bitch about it. Well, you know, I have right. to really, and that's why it comes off sometimes so aggressive because yeah. I have to like push through it or I'm going to immediately back off and be like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And Never mind. Just, I'm sorry. You've just but is it a situation where yeah, we kind of do need like bad cop, good cop on this? One of the things that I've been really grateful for uh, watching the sort of Me Too thing un- unfold is that I wonder what coming out in 1994 would have looked like if I had had Twitter. Would I have just mm. been unable to kind of, you know, couch mm-hmm. my, um, yeah, my my anger, my rage at that time, and my disillusionment and my disappointment and my hope in 140 uh, characters, or, <laughs> you know, a sort of uh, d- uh, discourse. No way, no yeah. way, and yeah. I'm glad I didn't have it. And I think it's just so hard now to watch so many people sort of damage their own little personal brands by getting angry, but in in a public way, but I don't know. I think it's all for the better. I don't care if people get splashy and maybe we have to be more uncomfortable with that kind of a confrontation. Crazy first before it dials back to a normal, a normal place. (sighs) I know. 
I don't know. It's it's all. It's, it's I don't know. It's upsetting though because what happens is we have these conversations. Just generally, everyone is having these conversations, and we're all like, "But we've come so far, and so many things are changing." And we're like, "Yeah, woo!" And then you just walk back outside and and have it's the same the conversation same. over I know. and over. But I do feel I do feel like it's generally trending upwards. I mean, I say that, but also, also, you know, we can't really, I mean, no one can get abortions or healthcare. Currently, right this very, (laughs) very minute, we're at a little bit of a stalemate. But but before that, I I think it's worse than a stalemate. I think it's worse than a stalemate. And I love just your defense for sure. You're such a good mom. <laughs> no, you really are, because you do really want to make sure everybody's okay, and I get, yeah. and I no, but I do get that inclination because I want the same thing. But right now, I mean, one of the things that we ha- we can't forget, I think, I, I read an article recently, like our our gay men standing for women is is hard and is with as much enthusiasm as women stood for gay men, because it was straight people who helped us win gay marriage. Let us right. not forget my right. LGBT friends. Um, without that, without those numbers, without that tipping point, we would not have won that. And so now we need to, as as a community, stand for women in a really big way because when they go after Planned Parenthood, they're going after yeah. the places we go to get exactly. our sexual health. That's right. Yeah. Minded Thank you. Thank and you. Taken because care of. it is a human rights situation. Yeah. It's not just right. This, these people are these people are these people. Yeah. I think we need to yeah. decriminalize sex work. Uh, that that's that's something that comes you know into play in our community as well. Yeah, that's the yeah. only way to make it to make any of it safe. But yeah. obviously, we don't believe in that for abortions either. So, <laughs> I've I've never understood why sex work is illegal. It's a completely moral argument. There is no other argument. Yeah, yeah. because got... by the numbers and uh, sorry to interrupt you, no, Steve. By okay, the numbers. I saw. I heard a Dan Savage podcast about this very thing, where uh, there was this loophole in the law, like somewhere in like Connecticut or uh, Massachusetts or something, where uh, prostitution became legal for a year, and they actually saw a reduction in the STD rate and violence against women went down. It, it had all of these very mm-hmm. great societal benefits, and yeah. um, it's so odd. Like it, there is no argument against it, other than just like. That's not going to get you into heaven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You're tempting our husbands. Mm. Yeah. That's a weird one. <laughs> yeah, I don't, what, you know, I'm going to file that under your problem. <laughs> yeah, if, if your husband is yeah. going to do that, that's, like, I mean. That's not, not mine, never mind. <laughs> sounds like you guys have some things you maybe need to work out. Like, maybe he needs to communicate better yeah. about what he wants. Yeah. Like, yeah. What you're spending your money on. Yeah, that's yeah. not, yeah. That's not a church issue. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's what's happening in my neck of the woods. (laughs) (laughs) That's really interesting what you said, though, Matteo, about uh, gay men needing to stand up for women now. Yeah. Because I've never really, as a straight person, that's never really been brought up to me before that, like, straight women maybe helped gay people get the right to marriage that's right and yeah um, that's really interesting so I'm, I'm glad i was here to hear you say that yeah <laughs> yeah we need to definitely return the favor and uh i i couldn't believe it just came up last week with jinx and i and i really we talked about it and i and i said to you i feel like i kind of let you down a little bit and I kind of feel like I let down 
I let myself down in, in terms of like what I want my stand to be. Well, I am glad. Like I'm glad you felt that way and had that moment, but I I didn't feel let down because I understood that you were you were just trying to be like good cop peacekeeper. Yeah. And, and I but... and I'm so used to being seen as the aggressor in this situation, which is completely opposite. <laughs> so I didn't really. Which it didn't bother but me. But can I just say I really applaud your courage because that is not your natural inclination. You are not someone who goes. And looks for trouble. No, not usually, but <laughs> when it's there, I'll jump in very, very hard. But <laughs> I can just see it, like how you're really rising to the occasion mm. to try to, you know, counterbalance something that's very unfair. My thing is I have a real, real, real long fuse. But mm -hmm. when it burns out Hell hath no fury. <laughs> yeah. The explosion like is scorn, regrettable. Which is a sexist <laughs> quote. Oh my God. What, what was, what? I said hell hath no fury like a woman's scorn. There's a really cool band called Open City and the singer is a, a woman. And the first song on their album is called uh, like hell hath, no, hell hath No Fury. And there's a line in the song where she says, Hell hath no fury like a woman. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. You're goddamn right. And every time I hear that, I'm like, you're fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you are goddamn right. Wait a minute. That's absolutely the rebuke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, women have had to play a long game. I don't get mad very often, but when I get mad, I get real, real mad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get real condescending. When I get real mad, that's true. Like that's that's when you know that's I'm true. really mad. Is that I have tipped into like you are like a brainless man who just could never. Like I just get way here into is, that, and here I, is that's where I have know. to dial it back. Here is how you know that's not nice, Jinx. Here's here's what happens. The arms will cross, the yeah. shoulders will roll back. Yep. Her lips will tighten to mm. a line, and she I've will seen go. This look. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. when you hear, mm -hmm, you should just walk away. <laughs> so true. Sometimes if I'm easing into it, it'll be like a, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, oh God, that's like yeah. level three. <laughs> yeah. And then it gets like more frantic and it's a you just turn into <laughs> Miss what, Piggy. Oh, I was going to say uh, the other, the other Muppet. Uh, oh, the Beaker. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and then when it's just a constant like, <laughs> then it's coming up. I must just spit LaCroix all over this microphone. I, I've been told I look like Beaker. Oh. I mean, if I was going to make you a Muppet, I that would like be that the would one. Be the choice. Mm. Yeah. I could do that Halloween costume real easy. Yeah. But okay, yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> We've got all these Muppet noses. It's perfect. <laughs> I think I look like Bert. Oh, this is. I can see mm. it. You do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is something we've talked about: is that we have little. We have little things that are girly that we are embarrassed about. Really? Oh, uh -huh. like there's certain feminine things that like you feel like you're a part of the problem if you embrace them. Ugh. Like I love pink. I love pink so much and I would never admit that <laughs> ever. Yeah, I would never buy like I, I if I do, it's like I try to play it off like I'm being I'm being ironic about it <laughs> yeah. or something. And it's it's really genuinely hard for me to admit it. See, I'm the opposite. When it comes to being a gay cartoon, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm gay? Well, look at this. Watch this. Watch me now. Watch me now, kids. I really I I think you should yeah, just go I don't full think, force. But I don't think you're. I don't think the things that are like now I'm being real gay. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like those are seen as necessarily like and now i am super weak 
and mm. and the things for women that's how it makes us feel is that we're just declaring i'm a weak little woman and it feels very uncomfortable i i, I can't say i don't understand because like it's so just hard to find that empowering. i did a podcast today with a straight boy and I was, and I'm, I can't wait to hear it because I've heard in my voice how I code switch, uh-huh. and I take. Want to hear it happen? Yeah, I want to yeah. hear like if is the lisp there? <laughs> am I being sultry? Am I? Being, <laughs> or am I talking like? Hey like man, this? <laughs> hey, bro. We discovered we discovered in the car the other day his voice when he is talking like when Alicia says something. Alicia was like, whoa, 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 is exactly the same as his straight man no, voice. Like, well, <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> that was just because you said that thing in a very like because I said something really embarrassing and Alicia was like well yes said that <laughs> and it was really like under her breath and low and I just couldn't help myself I was like, wow. and, it's, and it's totally in the same voice when you're like I would like a shot of rum please uh, shot of rum. <laughs> on the rocks on the rock. yeah. splash a little pineapple and juice in there <laughs> partner oh, man. it was totally I was like oh man I'm a straight Man, to Matthew. No, no, no. You're the patriarch. I'm the problem. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's me. Oh. No, my thing, my pink uh-huh. for you is um, well, two things. One that, God damn it, I just love Katy Perry and pink, and I don't care who knows it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, but also uh, how just cuckoo for babies I am. Right, right. Yeah. But, but you feel it, don't you? Like, it, like you know, when it happens, you, you are so you cuckoo. feel you're that so moment. Good with them, I, yeah, but you feel that moment where you're like, oh, <sighs> they're not too hard, and everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna <laughs> yeah. be like, yeah. But no, I am, and I, I am just goo goo babies mm-hmm. and little kids. I can't. My but. wife shows me pictures of her friends who I don't know, mm-hmm. their babies, uh-huh. and expects me to like gush about them. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. It's just a baby. It's not... No, I'm totally, people, if there is a baby around, give me it. Give yeah. me. Give me the baby. Yeah. That's so you. I wish I could yeah. be that way more. I wish I could be that way. I think those things too, like they make us, all those things that are like traditionally feminine things. Uh-huh. We've been told at the same time, like you should do all these things. These are these are what you do. You play with dolls and you do this stuff. Right. And then at the same time, told don't do that stuff because you got to toughen up and you got to be more. You got to be tougher and you right. got to. It's, so it's like what the, yeah. what the fuck are you asking? I yeah. Can't, heaven forbid you don't want to hold someone's baby. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Everyone loses their goddamn minds. Or dog. Remember oh. that time we were out? We were out on the patio at uh, at the comedy club, and this guy comes up and just like throws a dog at me. I'm wearing black. I've got to go on stage. I don't want to hold your dog. But it was like, oh god, if I don't want to hold your dog, what, like, oh, I'm a monster. Do? What kind of person, person? Yeah. doesn't want to hold it? But I like. There, and then he and, walked over and, and tried to hand the dog to me, and I put my hands up and said, I don't want to hold your dog. And everyone and got mad the, at you're me. You're the monster. Like Twenty yeah. people got mad at me, and I was like, I, I don't want to hold this guy's dog. I don't even know him. Like <laughs> they were all like, I, just, I don't like that they. Now that we're on this topic, I don't like that they assume <laughs> that because you're women, you're going to take care of their. Oh yeah, they thought we would just both be like, oh, you go on as a puppy. You go do what you got to do. We'll just we'll, we'll watch your puppy. It's that's fine. ridiculous. I would we don't have anything though. better to do. No, <laughs> why wouldn't we just sit here and hug somebody else's puppy? I would hold your baby, but I would also judge you if you had a baby at the bar. <laughs> right. You're like, yeah, I'll take it to children's services. Yeah, I'll take it with me. It's mine now. You don't deserve it. I wonder if... I don't if... need any more kids. No, nobody leave me your baby. <laughs> that way. I really love that being a foodie has 
become so so popular generally mm. because we are both like that in a way and i used to feel embarrassed about liking to cook and like oh. talking about what i was going to make for dinner or grocery shopping like it made me feel embarrassed in the same way pink does and then it was like everyone started doing it and it was okay yeah oh i'll tell you what i can plan the shit out of your monthly meal like make oh, a grocery yeah. list oh really i am yeah, that's fun Right. So good. Will you it. do that for me? Absolutely. Okay. That'd be, that would actually be super duper helpful for both Ashley and I. Yes. We're, we both have no idea what we're doing. Oh, God. No, oh, I do throw a lot of yeah. stuff out. We are great at this. We do throw a lot of stuff out. Yeah, it's terrible. We do make a lot of like pretty basic meals, mm -hmm. and often redundant. Mm. And so that, oh. that that whole situation sounds super basic this is a, this is a job for lady business we are great at <laughs> yeah that. we're really yeah. great at it i don't do it necessarily in my own home but i'm Not really anymore, good at it used i used to do it yeah. yeah yeah i'm good at it since the feminism movement yeah kicked in and put you back to me right out into the office <laughs> my god see what could you do us ladies uh, i was <laughs> i was saying this to my husband philip the other day it it that what's so interesting about this time now i feel like before the recent past you could kind of just say anything you thought or felt and within reason no one was going to question it and now it just seems like you've got to think about things that you're going to say before you say them which is great yeah think oh, about I, I things before you it's exhausting, it's exhausting, exhausting. thinking about things before they say and God. i have to oh. do it i have to do it too but and it's yeah it's exhausting but it's also like for the greater good my god think about things but my mother always said do you even think about things before you say them and the answer was usually no <laughs> well i i always choose something like i i have like a once a month like this is what we're doing this month like last month was like jealousy and the month before was like <laughs> i just think on the, i just do on these things and so this month i'm gonna declare for myself how i'm a misogynistic bastard month this is for july uh, yeah, it's only two weeks long. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, good. It's probably, that's probably enough. enough. What is this oh. going to entail on our parts? See, I feel like this affects us. How do you mean? If this, oh, you mean you're declaring that you're going to look at this? Is no, I'm just going to, I just want to know. I'm, I'm gonna going to really be aware of what comes out oh, of my mouth. I thought I you were going to practice it. Oh, practice And I was like, massage. wait a minute. Wait, I don't, what do you mean? I thought you were going to just give it a spin. Practicing like, misogyny. Just practice being <laughs> oh, like no, 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 real no. The opposite. Bag. Like I want to know. I want to suss this out. We did do that. We did do that last night. That's was it last night or the night before? Uh, last night. What? For the burgers, we had a complete role reversal. Oh, oh we right. did. That's right. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. Stephen, you'll love this. This was fantastic. We had a cookout at my house. and For Henry's birthday. For Henry's birthday. And all the, all the traditional lady folk went outside to run the barbecue while the traditional men folk stayed inside to prepare the plates of things. Yeah, all the sides, all they, the cut sides the they cut up the produce. They were watching whatnot. the kids mm -hmm. and we were out by the grill. And we were really trying to butch it up. Like we were out there being like, well, I'm a charcoal. Yeah. Yeah. And then it got all smoky. And I was like, turns out I don't even like this. Alicia was scratching her crotch. Oh my God. Just Jinx spit into the weeds. I did. And then Mattio went inside and I heard my husband yell, don't objectify me. What's going on? What is happening? Did you guys have like a, were you guys do, doing chew and like having like a spit, nah. spit cup and no, stuff? We no, just... we weren't going that far because that's a little no. gross. But um we I told totally I told the, when I told the guys something like oh you can talk about it while you do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about That's the fact that one. they don't wear tight pants in baseball anymore, which was a yeah, real we did loss. Talk about yeah, we that. did. <laughs> That's the so sports as we got. Yeah, we did it. Sports. Sports. Got it. Sports got in there. We sports. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we did it. Sports ball. Nice. 
<laughs> I you, love you sport activity. <laughs> Equality has been achieved. I mean, yeah. It was obvious that we couldn't actually pull it off, though, when Tucker came out and was like, now, okay, I sliced the onions, but I don't think I did it right. And I was like, well, now you've blown the whole... <laughs> I would never admit that. I don't know anything about I would just being be a like, woman. this is exactly how you slice the onions. How would you know? <laughs> right. Show in your hand. Oh. Good times. All right. I'm looking at the giant clock on the wall and realizing I don't know what time we started. How long have we been talking? <laughs> You've been staring at the whole time. We, we, That's uh, probably right. Well, I'll, I'll say two things. One, we've been going about an hour because we got started a little bit late. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, and two, that clock is not exactly what i thought it was going to be it's a little well, intrusive no i think no, it's, it's great no, it's i good. love it i, like it. Oh, I mean, okay. it's kind of yeah, like I we're like playing a, a basketball game in here but i i like it it's very man it, yeah. yeah that's a little bit what it's not very uh we could put some lace around it to the, uh, yeah. <gasps> that would be nice frilly lace. Oh, that would be so a cozy <laughs> oh a clock cozy oh you can guys do we're it, doing it again oh see all right <laughs> listen becoming <laughs> feminine cartoon brett what? you and koji Get in there and start crocheting a doily for that man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Koji probably could. I would just fumble my you way. Just, you just put a ball of yarn yeah. on top of it. There, I did it. I did it. <laughs> so, um, Can I go home? <laughs> yes, get out of here. So what do you guys rate this book we didn't read? Oh, uh, um, one? One out of five stars. Oh, wait. Let's see. Hold on. I'm going to give this... <laughs> Two low-hanging boobs. Ah. <laughs> let's go, let's go okay. Yeah, right. I'm going to give it a, 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 a kick to the nuts. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. I'm going to give it like like really negative two stars, but like wow. one tampon for making it interesting. Like it made us really stop and think and be like, mm, wait oh, a minute, yeah. that's an interesting way to reel that's in true. some... Some crazy. Yeah. So I decided to assign those tampons. Okay. Okay. Sure. That's kind of, that's actually similar to how I feel because obviously, (laughs) obviously. Negative four stars and one tampon. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously it's not great. The point of view of the book is not great, but I do Mm. feel like I might be able, if I did read it, I feel like I might be able to get something out of it. Sure. Maybe. Yeah, just knowing that that's a viewpoint that a lot of people apparently have. And you know what, though? That I had. You already did. We did the work for you. <laughs> Look at that. See that? <laughs> Reading is magic. That's the magic of this podcast. We, we talked about this book. You got something out of it. No one had to read Same it. Same as reading. Oh, oh my God. Look cool. At that. Then uh, negative 10 stars. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you can check out this podcast and all the other podcasts on the Eavesdrop Network at ease-drop.com and wherever you find your podcast or or (gasps) jizz.biz. Hey! (laughs) Also, you can hear us on um, the PTO Oh, yeah. Permanent Time Off. You can find us on there, too. We we were on there, and that was fun. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah. At least she's a manager now. Spoiler. (laughs) On the board, it says clownpenis.fart. Is that? (laughs) I don't think that's a real. I don't know. Oh, that's not real, but jizz biz is? Yes. I don't know where that directs, but probably not. Oh, no. Now we have to buy that domain, probably. Should I go to Clownpenis.fart. I actually know. That is from a (laughs) Will. That's from a Will Ferrell sketch. Oh. Uh, Oh. I don't remember what, but it was from an You were a comic connoisseur, ma'am. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Anyway, Audible. You can get an Audible trial. Thank you to somebody who put uh, some money in our tip jar, which is awesome. I think it was Kevin. I think it was Kevin, you guys. I don't know Kevin. I think I know Kevin. 
Well, and even if it's a Kevin I don't know, let's pretend I do. And thank you. Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. You also can drop uh, a little uh, a little ching ching change in our tip jar mm-hmm. if you want to. That's nice. We appreciate it. And then we talk about you. Like if that happens, we're like, oh my God, that person is so sweet. That's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. Also, um, Erica. Erica. Yep. Listener, Listener Erica. Erica. I was talking to her just the other day about how she had a couple to catch up on and she was super excited to have just one big go at it. Oh, so, that's so, so nice. Thank you for listening. Thanks, thank you for listening, Listener mm-hmm. Erica. <laughs> <laughs> and all this can be yours for only nineteen ninety five. Act now. Operators are standing by. I don't even know how that works. If you act now, you'll get three bonus podcasts for free. <gasps> wow, free! Do we have? Three I like free. Four <laughs> easy payments of nine ninety nine. We'll get. But if you call, if you call before ten o'clock tonight, we'll slash one payment. I, like, I don't even know what we're saying. <laughs> I like when it has the little clock that's yeah. ticking down. Call now. And you're like, oh, I gotta call before. Oh my the, god, uh, where's my phone? <laughs> it's not charged. Oh, I'm gonna lose this amazing deal. Oh, and I need, this I need another new radio that you can use in an emergency. <laughs> All weather radio. It's that clock. It's that cl- that clock. What am I talking about? The flashlight that you charge by like jerking it off, basically. <laughs> you oh, know the, one, the yeah. copper. Yeah, the copper. Oh charge. no. Oh no. Stephen, are you Stephen okay? just spit all over the the, the, the board. I'm sorry. The podcast the just shorts out. Protect <laughs> board. No one's gonna know about this flash. So anyway, check out jizz.biz. <laughs> Thank you guys for a good podcast. You were you were fantastic. Ah, uh, yeah. Thank yeah, you so we much. Were. You're right. You you were fantastic. You were great. Stephen Brett, thank you for being here. You were okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, you're magnificent. I appreciate everyone's everyone's point of view. We're great. Good for us. I did it. Bye. <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> so many books upon the shelf. If we had the time of day, whatever would we learn? What? Knowledge would we gain Like dew upon the morning blossom Or candy for the brain Place the books within our hands Discuss them anyway Grab your tea